And I finally had this moment like, my wife just wants to be heard. And this is a time where I need to be with her, I need to listen to her, and it's not a time for me to problem solve, because that's what I kept doing. I kept trying to problem solve and figure out a solution to the issue. That's what I like to do. But for Abby, she just wanted to be heard. She just wanted to know that I was there and that I was validating of her feelings, that she was feeling that. And we finally had this breakthrough, and it was great. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. For this episode, we have brought our husbands, Drew and Colin, back on. Thank you guys so much for gracing us with your presence, and we are really excited to dive into this episode and talk about how COVID is impacting our relationships. Great to be back. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. I love it. I miss your voices. <laughs> I miss your faces. I know. <laughs> I know. Colin's like, I've had a little bit too much of Abby these days, but it's always good talking to another couple right now. And we are just coming off of two episodes with psychologist and couples therapist, Dr. Tracy D. So we thought it'd be a good time to bring our husbands back on to really talk about all the things that we've gone through these last two episodes and how it's going for us as couples. So we're going to get honest. We're going to tell you kind of what's actually happening in our lives, but also bring some really helpful tips. So to kick us off, Kiefer's, I know that you guys have had your three little guys at home with you for about, what has it been, three, four weeks now? And you're also navigating two full-time jobs. So how is Camp Kiefer holding up? It's been rough. (laughs) Um, I'll start by saying that for myself. I think Amy's done a better job of navigating this difficult situation than I have. Um, But I'm someone that, that struggles when I'm not in control of things. and given that with the shelter at home, I'm feeling bottled up. And uh, as someone who likes to follow a schedule and have things planned out, while we try our best, there's nothing about any day or any week really that's planned. And it's just trying to put one foot in front of the other and and stay afloat each day. Um, It is getting a little bit easier each day. I would say the first couple of weeks were especially challenging, given that everybody in our house got sick not coronavirus, but everybody got sick except for the baby. And so that just threw a grenade into what was already a pretty big challenge. Um, so personally, I think I'm, I'm just struggling more than, than Amy, more than the average person. It's just it's not, not normal for me, and that's just challenging. Uh, but as a couple, I feel like we're doing pretty well. Uh, while I know that I don't let Amy know as much as I really should, uh, I do enjoy seeing more of her on a daily basis. That's been the, I think the one silver lining in all of this. And I feel like she's handling the situation well and doing a good job of checking in on me. Uh, but I think I could do a better job of reciprocating that. You know, with most things we're learning as we go. So I feel like each week we get a little bit better. Of course, all of this is so hard to process on a personal level, but then also as a couple, 
like it is really hard to manage this all. We typically have the boys in daycare four full days a week. So now we're trying to do the same job with zero (laughs) daycare support. So that's been really hard. I think for me, one thing that has really helped is to key in on like what tendencies come up for me. So as we've talked about in other episodes, episode three, the scorekeeping, I think it'd be a really easy time to do that. You know, like, okay, I've done this, this, and this. Drew is falling short. Um, But I know that it just would not be helpful right now. I do, you guys, I wrestle with comparison of comparing my situation to Drew's. Uh, Drew has a job where he needs to work more during business hours. That's when his meetings are. That's when his coworkers are working. I totally understand that. And I'm a true team player. But I have to say it is hard sometimes to be taking care of the boys most of the day and then doing my work at night or in off times. We've done a much better job the further we've gotten into this of finding pockets of daytime where I can work. And that's been really helpful for us as a couple. Um, but yeah. To be clear, though, you were up by at least 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm scoring left and right over here. Yeah, between Amy taking calls from our closet and our baby Cole joining me in conference calls, it's, it's been pretty interesting. <laughs> through it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the thing is we have to work together and I feel like we'll come out the other side with just such an appreciation for each other. But I mean, we want to just be really honest in this conversation that it's been really hard for Drew and I. And so if you guys out there are feeling that, like we wholeheartedly understand you guys. But now let's hear how it's going for the Green household on the work front. Tricky (laughs) is probably the best word to put it. I mean, it's been, well, I'll say tricky. I say tricky for Abby because for me... I am very used to being on during the week and putting the kids to bed when she's traveling and picking them up or being there in the morning and, and being able to you know, drop them off at daycare. And so those are things that I'm used to. And so for me, I've actually gotten more help than I've had in the past just because she's home. And it's been really great to be able to spend some time together, obviously, you know, under you know terrible circumstances, of course. Um, but this is a lot of change for Abby and for us, it's been, uh, strange just moving to, you know, work being on zoom instead of in-person meetings. April is a very busy month for, for me particularly. So Abby's been doing a great job at dropping off the kids in the morning to allow me to get going on the day. Um, but it's been different, uh, to say the least, And I think so much of this is just, there's so much change that happened all at once. So me going part-time and then change of income, change of responsibilities that came along with that. A week and a half later, the pandemic happened. So then no more traveling. So I think it was just so much change all at once. So Drew, when you mentioned at the beginning that you're having a hard time right now and that you're having a harder time than most, I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people are really, really feeling the burdens of this right now. And from talking with Amy and talking with Colin, 
they're able to navigate this. Like I'm trying to figure out how can I be a little bit more like my husband and and Amy in this because you guys have gotten through some of those emotions. Obviously, it's not perfect. Like you guys still are able to feel these feelings right now. But so much of what you're doing is just good in this type of setting. So I just want to just say that, Drew, that you and I are in the same boat. People who like control, people who like knowing what's next, people who like just being able to kind of get into the rhythm and do things over and over again, it hits us really, really hard. Um, I also know that the safest people, so the people who we find safe, are usually our husbands or our spouses or our wives, our partners, as well as our closest friends. So sometimes they're the ones who are feeling the brunt of it more than ever. Like with Colin, he's the only one that I can reach out to, lash out to, speak my actual emotions to, because not only is he the only one who I see on a daily basis, but he's also my safe person. So I think that just from talking with Tracy D last week and the last couple of weeks here, it's just so evident that the safest people are the ones who are really getting the brunt of all of this. Um, And Drew, just like you again, that first week, so many of us, me included, we just hadn't felt our feelings yet. We hadn't adjusted quite yet. We were avoiding some of those feelings perhaps. And that's what made it so, so tough. Yeah. I think that uh, enormous thing is that aside from your closest friends and families, you don't really know how people are doing. So I think it's easy to go onto Instagram or to go somewhere and feel like you're not coping as well as other people. When in reality, I think a lot of people are really struggling right now. That's just a scary thing to say to anyone but your closest people. So you just might not be hearing that as much. For you and Colin, Abby, I know that you guys you really just aren't used to seeing each other this much for work. You often are traveling. So how is that element going for you guys? And I think that's where the tricky word definitely comes in. Yes, 100%. We have been together for almost a decade. And in that decade, we have never seen each other every day, much less all day working together under the same roof. Just on our honeymoon, honeymoon. Probably. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, for that for that one week, that was a really that was a really good week. Take me back to Hawaii right now. Um, but with yeah, with a traveling sales career, I'm I'm just not home every night. So now everything has been put on hold. I am home every single night. There's just the added responsibilities of not being off ever, which I've gotten really accustomed to. So I'm a person who kind of goes all in and then goes all out, that black and white mentality, which I've been trying to kind of be in the gray zone a little bit more on, but again, a work in progress. So being off is something that can just completely reset me. So not having anything to like do in the morning, so to say, like only get myself ready is something that I've gotten really used to. And it helps just reset me, be a better wife, be a better mom, be a better person. If I can just have that one night off and that one morning off a week. So we have been doing that now, um, which has been actually really good. That was something that we just started implementing. And With this, and anybody who's out there who identifies as an extrovert, my heart goes out to you especially. I am... Why, thank you. (laughs) I was like, Drew, you and I are talking to each other right now. (laughs) Overall, I'm an extrovert, and Colin is more of an introvert. I mean, he definitely has some extroverted qualities, but we gain energy from being in big groups. We gain energy from being around a lot of people. So with only seeing one person besides a couple Zoom calls maybe during the day, that's hard. 
That's very, very hard as an extrovert to take in right now. So again, just so much change all at once. And I know it's been a huge adjustment for Colin because he's had to be that person for me, that group of people, that presentation, that work setting, that home setting, everything. He's had to be that person. And one person cannot be everything at any given time. Yeah, and I... You know, I've certainly, my patience has been wearing thin and I'm probably not the only one out there that's feeling that. We go back to, you know, having your glass, you know, filling full uh, so that you can give back to your spouse. And for me, it's been a little tough in that regard. I've been fine for the most part. There hasn't been, like I said earlier, not that many changes as it compares to Abby. But there's, we've had, you know, we've had our, our bickers, right? Our our discussions that got a little heated at times. We had, I had this aha moment on Friday night and we were sitting there eating dinner and Abby, you know, kept coming to me and saying, I don't feel right. I feel trapped. And these are words, you know, that she kept saying over and over again. And for me, I was three ways down already. I was already accepting of the fact that we're in this pandemic, we are in lockdown, and I was already moved on. I like I already had accepted it. And for Abby, I don't think she had come to grips with it yet. And especially with you being pregnant and knowing that you're going to have this baby and then you're going to be, you know, not trapped, but you know, you're going to be with the baby. We're not going to be able to travel as much. So it's just more difficult to leave. And I finally had this moment, like, my wife just wants to be heard. And this is a time where I need to be with her. I need to listen to her. And it's not a time for me to problem solve because that's what I kept doing. I kept trying to problem solve and figure out a solution to the issue. That's what I like to do. But for Abby, she just wanted to be heard. She just wanted to know that I was there and that I was validating of her feelings, that she was feeling that. And we finally had this breakthrough and it was great. And for the two weeks prior to that, I had been spending the time saying, well, why don't you go outside? Well, why don't I take the kids? Why don't you go take a nap? Like I was already going to the next thing and I wasn't validating her feelings. And this is something that I had been missing the last two weeks and I finally <laughs> figured it out, right? <laughs> These things that I've been coaching and, and telling people to do all along. And finally, I'm taking my own advice or taking your advice. Um, so that just felt really great for us. Have you guys dealt with anything in that respect? Just like trying to get on the same page with figuring out feelings or how the other person is talking at all? Well, one observation I've made just during this episode is that Colin and I have very similar personalities and Abby and Drew have very similar personalities. Oh, yes. (laughs) So that's just to say, I also think there's a reason that all of us married the person that we're married to. A situation like this, of course, it emphasizes our personalities, but I think that Drew and I can really balance each other out just as you two can. So I kind of take some comfort in that. Um, For me, I just think personality does play an enormous role in that. I've talked to Drew about that. I've talked to Abby about that. I have this personality that is very much not all extrovert, not all introvert. I'm just in the middle. Um, I'm very content being home with my husband and with my kids. And this is pre-COVID. 
I just love that. Like that's my, where I feel the best. I feel like that's truly me is to be home with all of my guys. Um, my heart goes out to my husband and to Abby and to people with those personalities where they really need other connections because I really do just feel very content at home. Um, of course, not to this level, like I wish I could see other people, but I do know that I was just more prepared for this. Um, but I know that Drew could probably speak to this and how his personality does impact the way he's coping. Right. So I, I struggle with being isolated for more than a couple of days. I'm, I'm someone that socializing that, that fulfills me. And right now it is difficult to get that. Um, when I'm isolated like this, I, I just tend to be in a bad mood and very much a half glass empty type of guy. Find a way to, to find the problem and everything and nitpick. Uh, and it's been challenging for us and something that I, I need to find a better way to cope with. That being said, one way that has helped me cope with it actually is through work. And even though I'm not in the office and I'm not getting to see my coworkers each day, I'm still getting to interact with multiple people on a daily basis, uh, both by uh, phone and video chat, uh, which I think a lot of us are using these days uh, for work from home purposes. Uh, but that has been helpful. And uh, I think I have gotten to a better point of acceptance than I was two or three weeks ago, but it still doesn't mean that I don't struggle with it. And I have my moments uh, a couple days ago, uh, I did where I just like, you know, kind of went off on like a five minute rant on how everything is wrong <laughs> and I'm not going to get out of this, this. <laughs> something like that. But, but also I'm, I'm like, now I'm having conversations with neighbors across the street where I'm just yelling over to neighbor Bob <laughs> and Christy. It's like, I just need to find a way to talk to somebody for 10 minutes. And I don't even care what we talk about. Just yell across the street, 50 feet away. Um, and we'll figure it out. But That's awesome. um, I'm still trying to find other ways as well. It was really funny because today I, I saw him talking to Bob across the street who has the perfect lawn. And in the moment, I really wanted Drew to come back inside and help with our three boys. But I stopped and I was like, Amy, he needs this. Like this is actually, although it looks like just a simple conversation, like this is a big deal for Drew. And as I was just hearing my husband talk, I wanted to point out one thing. I think a couple years ago, I would have taken it more personally that he wasn't completely fulfilled by just me. <laughs> you know, it's hard to hear that he struggles because he needs to see a bunch of other people to be happy. But now I just understand that is his personality and that's okay. And I can't be everything to him. Like that's something that he's always been the guy that wanted to um, play basketball, go to happy hour, do all those things. So I can definitely understand that this has been more challenging in that aspect. I think one thing for Drew and I that has helped us, and I actually got this from you guys, because uh, for our podcast community to understand, Abby and I talk daily. I tell her I feel like I'm <laughs> married to her as well as Drew. Um, but when I heard that it was a struggle for her and Colin, that Colin is very much used to having nights where he can play his video games or you know see his friends and do whatever, 
I was realizing, you know, I'm not giving Drew the space to do those things outside of this house that fulfill him. Um, last Friday, he had a FaceTime date with one of his best friends, and they honestly just sat there, drank a beer together, and and talked. And so, Drew and I have said, okay, we need to figure out what what nights are you and I going to be together and watch our new favorite show and be a couple. What nights do we maybe need to work now because we have less hours in the day? What nights do you just need to be alone and without me? And that's okay because we're together 24-7 now. So Drew, sometimes I feel like I'm looking in a mirror at somebody who's six foot and male. You're maybe even taller than that. <laughs> but just like our personality. <laughs> there we go. Um, our personalities just align so well. And I know that some of the things that you are struggling with right now, I also am struggling with, but where you find solutions, I also know that so many of the people who just kind of identify as you and I do could hear and learn from. So what are some solutions that have been helping with that extroverted personality that likes to be out in the open around people? What's working? Yeah, a couple of things are just getting out of the house to go for a drive and like finding an excuse like I need groceries, I need toilet paper, whatever, just getting out and, and putting the windows down if it's nice and getting away from the chaos is helpful um, in a very loving way, of course, <laughs> uh, but also um, in a way to do something different. I feel like we're cooking a lot of the same meals right now and a lot of local businesses are struggling. So uh, we've been once or twice a week just going to pick up food from a local restaurant that we like and bringing it home either for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and kind of making it a special fun time with the family, but also finding a way to give back to um, a business in our local community where, you know, they're having a tough time getting by right now. What about you, Abby? Have you found any other ways that have uh, helped you cope during this difficult time? Maybe uh, changing out of your pajamas every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just a couple times, maybe. <laughs> a good friend told me that um, early on in this pandemic, uh, just trying to keep things as normal, things as normal as possible. So for people who like control, for people who like consistency, being flipped completely upside down was not what we had in mind for these last couple of weeks. And we don't put our best self forward when things are completely out of our control. So what can you control? What are things you can control? We can control what we eat, for instance. Mostly we can control what we eat. We can control um, the first thing we do when we wake up, whether it's watching the news, checking Instagram, or getting away from all those things and actually doing something for you, a workout, being with your partner more. So I think just like the little things of staying consistent, doing the things that I've always been doing as much as possible, even though it's a lot more difficult right now. I've noticed you've really prioritized going for walks and I think it's been really great for you. And since you've been making it a priority in your day, you've come back happier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy the guys time drew. So you having a beer with one of your best friends sounds amazing, and I need to do that. Um, I have been doing that on Xbox. <laughs> so my uh, my gaming hasn't stopped with quarantining. It's probably increased. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and that has also led to some discussions that we're definitely working through where I'm not playing four nights a week. Maybe I can play a couple nights a week. But those are great important nights where I can hang out with my friends, have great conversations. Again, it's not even about the game. It's just about being connected. And so that's been helpful for us. 
And I know, Abby, that you guys love going on dates. Like I know that that as a couple is your love language. How are you guys doing now that you aren't able to get out of the house and just be the two of you? Yeah, that's been that's been so hard. So for anybody who likes to just be with just their husband, just their partner away, I feel so much for you right now as well. So we take date nights very seriously. Um, every couple of months we'll have a whole weekend away, for instance, where the grandparents will watch the kids. Two, at least two nights a month, we are out on a date, either dinner or a concert where our neighbors, who are our go-to babysitters, come over. And that just happens frequently. Like, it's just been a big part of our lives. However, now, none of that can happen. So babysitters can't come over. Grandparents can't come over. I mean, overall, we can't even go out to dinner. (laughs) We can't go to concerts. Like, even if you didn't have kids... You can't do those things anymore because the establishments aren't even open. So our thing and our dates, the way that we thrived has also been eliminated, which is leading, again, just to so much change all at once. I need some ideas. (laughs) You two have any ideas? I need some. We've got this basement. So there's. I, I could just imagine us going down there instead of turning on the TV playing a game together or whatever. We got to figure out something to do together. Just something to not feel so trapped. Like we just keep on going to the couch to TV type of type of date night. And it's like, okay, we, we need something else. We need a, something a little bit else to just make it a little bit more fun right now. Just something more creative. Um, we also just canceled our baby moon. So we were supposed to be in Aruba in a couple of weeks. We just canceled two of our vacations. And Colin mentioned the word trapped earlier. So like the freedom, I think, is the part that I'm mourning so much in all of this, just because I know that the easiest time in my life right now is going to be right now before this third baby comes. Once a third baby comes, it's harder to get babysitters. It's When you're breastfeeding, it's harder to leave for two or three or four days like that just isn't something that happens so I was really looking forward selfishly looking forward to these next couple of months as a time to kind of spend with just Colin and just being able to really really build that relationship before adding in a whole nother kid right now I know and I I was looking forward to that too I mean so much and I can't wait to plan our next trip the thing that it's been really on my heart lately is I fear that when this ends in two months, six months, in a year, I don't even know when it's going to be, of course, that I go back to work and you know, I have this regret that I didn't make the most of this time with my family and with you. I mean, for so long, you and I dreamed of figuring out a way that we can spend more time together mm-hmm. and have more quality time together. And this is the... like. I don't know that we're going to have a time like this again. And so I just don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to spend the time with fear and with anxiety, you know, just that we're going through this struggle. And of course, these are all true. But when in our lifetime are we going to have this time together like we do now? Yeah, no, you're completely right. And that's like the glass half full mentality that I don't always think about right now. But it's definitely the truth. Like we will never be this together as annoying and inconvenient as it sometimes can feel. We also won't be this close with our family and with our significant others ever again. Right. And I think that one thing Tracy mentioned and that I wholeheartedly feel is that it is also okay to 
mourn the loss of your baby moon and to feel sad that you're going to miss out on the time, just the two of you before another baby comes. Because, you know, as all of us know, once another little human joins, it is a few months of being so heavily demanded. And so adding the demand of this time as well, it's it's just a really tricky thing. Yeah. Um, but all four of us, we wanted to finish up by talking about some things that we have learned or we have implemented from last week's episode with Tracy D when she talked about couples. Um, so let's kind of talk through, maybe we'll have Drew start. Let's talk through what the takeaways were from her episode. I think some of the big takeaways uh, we were already doing, at least to some degree, uh, date nights. I felt like we were also checking in on each other. You know, how's your day been? How's your morning been? How's your night been? How's it been with the kids? What do you have coming up? What's what's concerning you? Uh, just questions like that is, have helped. I think after listening to uh, Tracy's episode, it has piqued my awareness of those things and, and made me feel more conscious to make sure I am asking those questions and not just asking a question to check the box, but when I get a response, asking a follow-up question or two to make sure Amy knows that I'm, I'm listening and that I'm engaged. That's the, that's the E of the, the A-R-E, the R part, right? Um, and I think that has been helpful. And I mentioned before, um, Amy has always done a pretty good job, but even more so recently has done a really nice job of validating my feelings um, I throw out more complaints than her, especially during this <laughs> pandemic and uh, more times than not, she meets it with grace and, and tells me she knows that it's hard and, and she understands why I feel that way. Uh, and that, that does a nice job of just kind of settling me down and causing me to take a couple deep breaths and say, okay, it, it's going to be okay. Uh, and then I'll throw in another for extra credit uh, <laughs> that, that Tracy did not talk about. Uh, but ironically, uh, we've started watching the TV show from HBO called Divorce. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is the main actress. <laughs> I hate Sex in the City, so I'm like not a big fan of hers or her TV. Drew, you just girl. lost a whole bunch of women on this one right there. I'm with you, Drew. <laughs> I am right there with you. Who watches But I'm, I'm, I'm still promoting one of her shows. And uh, it is hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. I think it's four or five years old now. There's three different seasons. Uh, but her the, the main male character in that show is hilarious along with one of our best friends, Molly Shannon, who is uh, an old character on Saturday Night Live. So that that kind of banter back and forth has uh, has lightened our spirits a bit and, and made it more jovial and us to uh, kind of throw zingers at each other by what we're watching. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should stop watching Ozarks and maybe watch something a little more lighthearted. Huh? Maybe, uh, maybe Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't dabbled yet. But we haven't either. We haven't either. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, for me, what's really helped is I listened to Brene Brown's episode on comparative suffering. And in that, she talks about how in a marriage, in a couplehood, things are not going to be 50-50. Like that's just impossible that things can always be dead even. 
So during this time, when my husband has been struggling a little bit more with the things going on, I fully understand. I'm happy to pull, you know, 70, 80% of the load. But as I was telling Abby earlier in the week, I've been checking in on myself and having to communicate to Drew. I feel strong right now, but I'm just worried for how long this is going to go on that I'm going to need you to pull a little bit more. And I'm not just talking about taking care of the kids or, I mean, Drew, as we all know, does a really great job with the lawn and with the garbage and with everything. But I'm talking about like the emotional toll that it's had on a couplehood. Um, So recently I've just been trying to bring that to his attention with a really soft heart because that's how I feel about it. Um, But saying like, I feel like I'm going to run out of gas if you can't, you know, figure out a way to cope just a little better. Like every hard day can't be yours. Um, So that's one thing that we've been working through. And I think, you know, if you are the one that is feeling stronger, coping better, to not to understand that you know you can't be the one that's always sacrificing always going above and beyond um and to point that out to your partner very softly um i think it just brings that to their attention and drew has heard me you know when i've brought that up so um and how have that, those conversations so how have those conversations been going like are they are they received well on both sides? Have they had to come up so far? Have you had those weaker days, Amy? Well, like today was a great example. Um, I think, you know, Drew does feel often like, I just, I can't do this for this long. Um, and then I'll just tell him, babe, you said that yesterday and the day before. Like, it's really hard to always hear that because I do think just think this is going to be our reality for a long time. Drew, Drew's prime move is when he leaves and he has a little time to himself today, he had to go get toilet paper. He reflects like that's a time that he can reflect. And then, um, so I think for us, one thing that we could say is like, sometimes in the moment, the heated conversation isn't going to get you as far as when both of you have time to like part ways and then you can both think about what you said and how things are going. And so he's always come back and really, you know, been a really kind husband. Well, and I think you guys might even relate to this, but the the let it go mentality uh, with what Dr. Tracy talked about last week, uh, I I think we've both done a better job of when somebody makes a comment that we would normally cause us to react quickly or sharply or act defensively. We just sit in silence for a bit. Uh, and that's okay. That calms things down and it doesn't cause somebody to say something that they might regret uh, later on. We've been forgiving a lot faster because I mean, you guys we're in the same house 24 seven. It's like, it just feels like we can't escalate as much as we used to. And I think that is really healthy in a relationship. I was gonna say just getting that down, like actually getting it down where you're not escalating it too quickly. It's a something that takes a while to learn. Like it is something that we've all had to learn really, really quickly um, because it was not working out those first couple of weeks. And once we got that down, wow, did it make a difference in our relationship? Yeah. And one other thing for me, I, 
when I get some away time, whether it's just like going to get toilet paper and going for a drive and having that time by myself or, or going for a run or for a walk, I think about how, how pathetic is it that I feel the way that I do? I am so fortunate to have uh, a loving wife and a beautiful, loving family uh, and a job that I enjoy. And Amy has a job that she enjoys and we're not in harm's way every day like so many people are that are essential workers. Uh, it's pretty sad that I feel the way that I do so often when I'm I'm extremely, extremely fortunate. And I think I just need some time away from the situation for me to understand how fortunate that we are. However, I do think Drew and Abby have very normal feelings and sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves to feel positive or to feel, you know, constantly grateful. And it's like, it's okay if it's also just hard right now and give yourself a little grace and space to feel those feelings. So now I want to check in with you two and what you learned um, from the episodes or just from going through this experience and what's been helping you. Honestly, that was probably the best minute for me to hear you, Drew, because that's exactly what Abby's going through. And I feel like I'm constantly, again, like I talked about earlier, problem solving and just trying to show her, like, look at our family. Look at this beautiful you know, house that we've been so fortunate to be in and these wonderful kids. And look at your awesome husband. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go well, right? But... <laughs> Just all these things, but it was just so great to hear that, like, even though you're in the midst of that, like, these feelings are real, and it's just validating for me to know that Abby's not the only one, and there's so many people out there that are just struggling with this, because it's a real thing that people are going through, so it was really helpful for me to hear. I don't have too much more to add. I think that's a great list. I personally took a few things from the episode that we've implemented this past week, One of the words that really came out to me throughout the episode is validation and affirming my wife, and she's going through all the emotions right now, as a lot of people are that are listening to this episode, but being with her physically is not the same, of course, as being with her emotionally, and so so many nights we were spending our time watching a movie, not having the conversations and disconnecting, and we've made it more of a priority this week of having the real conversations and stop me, of course, from problem solving and just being there for her. And I think that's really gone a long way. Highly encourage anyone else that's going through that right now to make sure we're spending quality time with our spouses now more than ever. And two, and this kind of ties into number one, I just really like the way that Tracy put it around being able to be molded or influenced by your spouse. I just think some of the best relationships that I know are the ones where each spouse really affirms the other and is influenced by the other uh, to adhere to their needs, right? And especially in a time like this where we're all going to go back to the things that make us feel safe. And so it's super important right now that we uh, reach out and we have these meaningful conversations. And by the way, it's it's the other way around too. So um, if you're the spouse that doesn't like to hear the feedback, right? Maybe it's an, a great time to not have that knee-jerk reaction to try to push it away, but actually listen. And so it certainly goes both ways. And the third for me is the Sunday night planning. It's so important and we've got away from it and it really um, hurt us in a lot of different ways. So we had a great Sunday night planning session. We talked about how I was going to give Abby time throughout the week for herself. Uh, 
And that could be you know, having the night off, not putting the kids away, having the morning uh, set so I can get them off and ready. And for me, maybe having a night off to play video games, uh, scheduling our workouts, scheduling the the, the foods we were going to eat, um, the fun things we wanted to do, like date nights. And so that's been really awesome. And this all boils down to, to communication. And when you're doing some of the basic things, but basic is so simple, it just goes so far. And I really hope that we all can take a few things from this episode because I know I certainly did. The situation is so hard for all of us individually. And then I know that we bring that into our partnerships, our marriages. You're stressed, you're anxious, you're worried. You bring that to your partner um, and they're your safe person. So sometimes, unfortunately, they're getting the worst of us. Um, But I know that for Drew and I, for Abby and Colin, we're really focused on how can we improve? How can we make the most of this? How can we show up for our spouse in a really big way right now? So we hope that you guys have learned from our honesty, from our experiences, of course, from Dr. Tracy, and you'll implement some of these tips into your relationship. If they have spoken to you and you think it would be helpful for your partner to listen, we hope that you guys will share this episode with them in a very loving way. Not like, (laughs) you need this episode would probably not go over well, but babe, I learned so much from this. I'm wondering if you might have a chance to listen too.